Welcome to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. How were your holidays? Uh, they were good. They were long, lots of driving. You know, it's a long drive yeah. to and fro Mississippi. We actually, we got down there a day earlier and we normally do. My, um, my ex-wife got COVID <gasps> and uh, she's fine, by the way. And um, so they had to, quote unquote, cancel Christmas. <laughs> and uh oh. So I was like, all right, girls, we'll pack it up. We're going to Mississippi a day early. And we went actually down on Christmas Day. I don't think my girls have ever been there on Christmas Day because I've their whole life. I've let them have Christmas with their mom. You know, it just made sense. And I would take them down after. So we drove down and surprised my mom. And uh, it was fun. So. Oh, did she freak out? Uh, yeah, she handled it pretty well. She didn't freak out too much. She was excited, you know, definitely excited. That's what I mean. Yeah, she was excited. That's what I mean. Yeah. It was fun. It was weird driving on Christmas day though. Like we've never done that before. And like, you know, you got to find places to stop and most places are closed. It's just kind of weird. Like trying to source food and gas and all that jazz, but, but it was good. How about yours? Yeah. Same. Lots of driving. Uh, it's a normally like an eight hour drive from where we live in Rhode Island to where Matt Stanley lives in Maine, like way, way up North border of Canada style, Maine. Um, and now I have a baby that eats every two to three hours. So that was fun. We broke it up on the way up and stopped partway up for the night. And that like worked out really well. And I was convinced I wanted to do that on the way home too. But then on the way home, we were just like, just so ready to like be back in our own beds and get off the road and whatever. And at the halfway mark, the baby was asleep. So we were just like, power on. <laughs> we like did the whole, what would have been eight hour drive in one day, but it took us like 11 hours. Yeah. <sighs> well, you got to strike while the iron's hot with babies, you know, you can't, uh, yeah. got to take advantage of those times to sleep and drive and all this stuff. Yeah. Sleep is um, few and far between in this household these days. So (laughs) overnight, at least naps are good. Car rides are good overnight. We're still working on that one. It'll pass quick. It always does. Always does. We had a baby around the house over Christmas. My uh, younger sister has a grandchild, new babies, year old. And uh, so it was fun. Haven't had a toddler around in a while. He wasn't too sure of me, but it was fun. Good Did he stuff. like warm up to you after a couple days or whatever? No. God, no, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, scary Uncle John. He'd look at he'd look at me and smile, you know, but he isn't gonna let me carry yeah. him around, you know. But mm. well, you know, I just haven't been around at all, and there's so many people there. He does know, and it's a big crowd, like yeah, you know. And I'm kind of right there with him. Like I don't like to be in big crowds for long periods of time, so I'm just I'm like I hear you, little bro. <laughs> so <laughs> I get I get it, man. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Did Santa bring you anything fun this year? Oh, Santa brought me an awesome gift. Actually, the girls did. The girls uh, got me a Fender Stratocaster Lego set, and and by the oh, way, it's yeah. bright red. It's bright red, like the one you had that was stolen. And uh, thank you for remembering that. I almost just said that out loud. How would I not remember that? I know all things guitars and it's, it's really cool. Oh. Cause it, um, it's, it's, so here's the funny part. I mean, you know me, right? So it's, um, it has all the things I love, which are guitars. And this thing is really intricate. It comes with a little amp, a little Fender Princeton amp. And these things are uh-uh. detailed, man. Like you, when you put it, put it together, they have all the little transistors that go in it and a little spring reverb that you never see unless you're putting it together. 
and the guitar has real strings on it and it's really intricate. And so it's really fun. But the problem is, is I don't follow directions well, and I have not put Legos together in decades and it is nothing but directions. And they're very specific. You can't miss a step. And I sat there when we got back from Mississippi, I I sat on the couch and worked on that thing for like five hours just to get the guitar put together and had to come in the next morning and do the amp. It took forever, but it's cool. It's very cool. That's awesome. Do you have like a spot in your house where you get to like leave it set up? Yeah. Well, you know, I've got my guitar room and I'm, I'm actually about yeah. to build that out some anyway. So I figure I'll have a shelf for it and it'll be fun. But right now it's on my desk in there. So it's good stuff. Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. I saw that on your story the other day and I didn't know if that was like a Christmas special. What a good gift. Yeah. They, uh, the girls know me well. So mm-hmm. well, let's talk about CrossFit. Is there anything going on in CrossFit? I haven't really heard much recently. <laughs> It's kind of slow these days, you know, not a lot, uh, not a lot to talk about. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning, Nikki, this is a true story. I woke up and, uh, I checked, you know, cause I'm obsessed. I check my phone first thing and I pull up my yeah. DMS and I'm not shitting you. They're like 30, 40 DMS. And I don't even, at first I don't look, I just see all the incoming, you know, and yeah. I, you know, cause I'm an egomaniac. I'm like, Oh, I must've been really funny in my story last night that people are <laughs> sending me all these messages, <laughs> you know, cause that's usually what happens. Like you post something and it resonates, you get a bunch of messages about it. Yeah. And yeah. the very first one I opened was someone asking me to do a meme about Dave Castro getting fired. And right. then the next one was that. And then the third one was like, people had started creating memes and sending them to me. And each one was meaner than the next. Like, oh. I mean, really like kind of, some of them were like really way below the bar. And I was like, you know, of course then I'm like, oh my God, when did this happen? You know, but I was also kind of immediately sad, but so I'm like, is this what people think of me? Like they think I'm going to stomp on somebody while they're down. Like, and, and by the way, do they think this is funny? Like that's even worse, you know? Yeah. It was just, so it was a kind yeah. of a weird way to start the day. And then, you know, kind of diving into the news that, uh, that he'd been let go was, uh, was an odd way to start my morning to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. It might, you know, what's funny is my morning also started with this news because I was up feeding the baby at like 3am or something. And I had my, had my phone with me. Um, cause I usually scroll Instagram when I'm doing middle of the night feedings. So I don't fall asleep in the chair <laughs> and drop the baby. Um, and I had a bunch of text messages and I was like, who texted me between like 11 PM when I went to bed and 3 AM. That's weird. And, um, it was my friends on the West coast who had seen the news and it was like still normal daylight hours right. for them. So they had started a text chain being like, Oh my God, did you see this? So I also started my very, very early 3 AM morning with the news. Um, and I guess I just didn't know, I didn't know how to feel at first. And I still feel like a lot of different things about it, I guess. What what kind of things are you feeling? Well, on the one hand, I'm just curious, right? I'm like, what happened? What led to this? Like, what? Why? Why is this man who has been the figurehead for so long in the silo that is the sport of CrossFit? Like, why is he suddenly abruptly gone? Um, And then, of course, I postulate on like, well, you know, is it because he is a certain way or posts certain things or has said certain things? I'm just I don't I don't know. And on on the one hand, I'm like bummed because I just think he's very 
very good at his job in terms of getting the games to a level where the athletes are tested and we watch (laughs) epic competition and it's entertaining and it's important. And on the other hand, I'm like, if there was, you know, not great stuff happening on the inside and Eric Rosa has a vision for this company that couldn't be fulfilled with him there, then I'm glad that we're moving in the right direction. I don't know. I just, I feel all the things all at once. I don't know. (laughs) I wasn't shocked by it. Um, You know, I felt a lot of that. I felt too. I mean, I'm bummed to see him go from a programming standpoint that the guy's brilliant. I've always loved this program. I've said that a hundred times on the show. I've always loved his games programming, open programming. Um, You know, I don't think there's, I mean, there's many of us, you know, probably myself included that wouldn't have have even found CrossFit if it weren't for him. Like a lot of us are indirectly, you don't even know it, you know, it's like someone finds CrossFit because of the games and then they bring you to a CrossFit, you know, that's because of Dave Castro, he created the games, you know? So when you, when you think about it, like he's created this whole legion of people that, that have got into fitness because of his influence. And I think it's a really cool thing, you know? And so from that aspect, it's, you know, it's certainly sad and, um, you know, disappointing. I, I think the reaction I've seen online has been really interesting to me. Also, especially considering the amount of, um, negativity he normally gets online from people, the, the amount of people coming in, you know, against this move has, was a mm-hmm. little surprising to me. Um, for whatever that's worth. I mean, it's not an opinion either way. It's just like interesting to see that many people coming forward and raising hell about it. Mm -hmm. Those parts have been interesting to me, but I will say like, it wasn't surprising because this is very, very typical for a company when there's a merger or an acquisition or a purchase, which is what happened a year ago. And like, you know, I mean, I've been working for corporations for years and they all have the same playbook for this. Like I could write it out for you. And it's easy, you know, you come in and the first thing you do when you buy a company is you determine which leadership is staying or going like the company I work for just bought another company and they let go every single person at my level. That's what Mm. you do. You don't keep existing leadership because you want to bring in your own vision and your own team. The only times when you make an exception to that is if you don't know how to run the business. So this would mm. be really, and again, I am completely and utterly speculating here. I don't know any of the inner dynamics across it. I haven't talked to anybody like, I don't know. I'm just guessing, but here's where it would make sense to me is you come in, you buy the business, you know, Greg sells the business and you take it over. First thing you do is you get rid of anyone who's wildly associated with Greg or tightly associated with him, mm-hmm. right? Like good friends, uh, inner circle people that don't uh, handle a, a major function within the company, or even if they do, it's something that you could, you know, if they're running something that you could easily take over, you get rid of them for two reasons. Number one, you don't want to keep people that are loyal to the old guy. And number two, they're probably heavily paid. So you can lower that expense. That's mm-hmm. just the reality of corporate America, right? Uh, the people you keep are the ones where they run a vital part of the business that you don't know how to run yet, such as the games. I think you anyone could argue that nobody knows how to run it better than Dave. And you know, totally. you can't you yeah. come in and take over a business like CrossFit and you're trying to at the same time sign new sponsorships like Noble, 
and, and monster and, uh, <laughs> right. you know, and, and you're creating new foundations and new partnerships with charities and, you know, all that other work that they were doing. And they're trying to figure out how to build this infrastructure because, you know, they had not been investing in digital. And so they're trying to, you know, build a new, you know, kind of framework for the leaderboard and that sort of thing. And so they're doing all that work. Do you want to take on the responsibility of trying to program or run the games too at the same time? Absolutely not. You'd be insane to try to do that. It'd be, it'd be really hard unless you could get someone really, really ingrained like a Rich Froning or somebody to do it, right? Like it's just pretty simple. So it makes sense to me that they would keep him on. And then at some point, once they have it figured out and they're in a better space, you cut them loose. And I know it sounds like really cold-blooded and heartless, but Corporations are designed to be cold-blooded and heartless. That's the whole point of them being corporations. It doesn't make it right necessarily, but it's the way capitalism works. And you know that signing on, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like what piques my curiosity um, is kind of like the way that Dave has been talking about it now on his Instagram and of course, like he's like the master of showmanship, right? So like, who knows really what's going on if he's just trying to make a point or if this is at all related to what's been going on. But like, you know, he of course reposted like the morning chalk up story and had said in his post that he hasn't spoken to Eric Rosa in months. And then all of a sudden he called him and fired him. And he, you know, claims that CrossFit prepared some sort of statement that like this parting was mutual. And he was like, please don't use that statement because it's not true. Um, And so that has me being like, okay, well, where, what exactly has been going on in terms of his relationship with, with uh, the home office. And then he posted in his story, he shared two of his like kind of recent posts, but not the most recent posts. One was of him hunting and one was of him with his arm around Greg. And so I just very, it just piques my curiosity where I'm like, what's really going on here? Like, is he sharing that stuff? Because those are some of the reasons why he was let go. Did CrossFit come to him and say like, Hey, you're too much of a like guns blazing dude for this role. Or did they come and say like, Hey, like, it's not cool that you're buddy, buddy with Greg after all that he's done. And you know, does that have something to do with it? I somehow doubt just personally, I doubt that those were like two things and they were like, well, you're fired. Like I'm sure that it's complicated and there has been like a myriad of disagreements over the course of the last year or so that have led to this, but I don't know. That's as a viewer, that's what makes me kind of like, Hmm, what's happening here? You know? Well, I, you know, the, the, them coming to him saying, you know, we want to say this was mutual. I mean, that's, I don't have any reason to believe that's not true. I mean, most corporations would do that. Most corporations come in and say, we're going to say it's mutual and we're going to cut you severance. Usually. Right. I mean, that's almost always how it's a matter of fact, I mean, you know, I won't get into too much detail, but I've worked for a couple of companies that, you know, when you want to cut someone loose and you don't have cause, like you don't, you know, you have cause, but you don't, meaning like they're not a good employee, but they haven't done the final straw that you could just straight up fire them for. You go to them and say, hey, if you sign this, you know, NDA and um, agree to not sue us, we will pay you, you know, one year salary or whatever, you know. Right. Right. And you pay them off and they leave and you never hear from them again. And, and you tell everyone it was mutual, you know? Right. So it, that's not surprising. That's a typical corporate America move. I don't even think that's, um, 
a bad thing to do necessarily because you know getting fired sucks and firing mm. people sucks and it's humiliating yes. for most people i'm not saying it what is for dave but for most people it is and giving them the ability to save face is often a nice thing to be able to do so i don't fault them for doing that and even in the least bit but i appreciate that dave called it out too you know i think it's fair for him to do that as well yeah. yeah, totally. I I'm in full agreement. Like it, I'm not surprised. I've seen it happen a bunch of times in different corporate settings, but you know, and if that's not the way he wanted things to go, then I'm glad that he stood his own ground, but I'm just, just itching with curiosity. <laughs> I sincerely doubt there was, I mean, again, I'm speculating, but I doubt there was any like one thing. I can't believe it'd be the Glassman photo or the hunting photo. Like all this stuff's been going on. I think what people have to realize, and when I've been seeing all this like kind of hate online about this happening, and it's this it's a sad thing. I hate seeing the guy go too. Um, you know, people are coming and going, well, this is woke and it's cancel culture. And I'm like, no, it's none of that. CrossFit's a global brand. We're trying, mm-hmm. they're trying to grow globally. And I'm not saying Dave's hindering them from growing globally, don't get me wrong, but you know, if he doesn't fit the vision of that global growth, right? of course they're going to cut him loose. And, and I think people are too short-sighted to think that CrossFit is going to continue to look like it has for the last 10 years. Like in the last 10 years, it would be safe to say that CrossFit has glorified the American military system. And that's okay. okay. Like, I love military. Like they're great, right? That's not a, a insult to the American military system, but but they have, but that's not going to get you global growth. Cause guess what? The countries where the growth is possible does not like the American military system. They don't, they don't care point. that Dave was a Navy SEAL. And when you just do the math of it, just take it down to math, not like personalities and, and, you know, the ifs and ands and the whys, you know, there are you know 70 some odd percent. I want to say it was like 72 to 75% of all the affiliates are in the U S currently right? There's 330 million Americans, give or take, right? Okay. China has 1.4 billion. If they could do, imagine the, my point is imagine the growth that you could get in affiliates in China as an example, who, which by the way is, you know, well-known communist country, right? They're not, it's not the same vision of, you know, hanging American flags in their gems. Like they're trying to make this a global brand. And, and I hate to say they're trying to sanitize it, but they are going to cookie cutter it to some degree in order to get that growth. That's yeah. where the money is for this brand. And, you know, I think I probably said it on this show months and months ago when Eric and the people took over that you were going to see changes coming because investors expect a return on their investment. Yeah. And this is it. This is part of what happens when you get a return on your investment. You have to break some eggs to make it happen. I just think it's funny, the reaction, similar to what you were saying earlier, but more specifically, like the number of people who like shout at the top of their lungs on Instagram that Dave was like never professional enough to be a part of like a growing quote unquote sport or whatever. And now like all the people coming out of the woodwork being like, he's the master of the games and the programming. And this is the worst decision ever. I just think it's a classic example. Like you can't please everyone. And we're just going to have to see the direction that CrossFit, the home office is going in before we can really make any sort of judgment call. Yeah, I will be, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. Um, I think 
the games and obviously, you know, the day-to-day CrossFit is so much bigger than one person. And it's none yeah. of that's designed to take anything away from Dave. I mean, come on, this guy put the games on his back and held them at the ranch two years ago when we couldn't get them in Madison, you know, like yep. huge yep. props to him for everything he's done for the games and the sport and, and CrossFitters and, and coaches and, you know, constantly propping up the brand. Um, yeah. That's not to say that, that, you know, the investors and Eric want to take this business in a different direction that includes making money. That, that is counterintuitive or to what Greg's philosophy was. And, you know, some people are going to like that and some that don't. And those that don't, I'm sure will vote with their feet. That's the way capitalism works. And mm-hmm. and there'll be plenty of people coming in because at the end of the day, I have to believe that, you know, the heart of CrossFit is still in the gyms and it's yeah, still sure. in the coaches and the communities in which we serve, you know? So. For sure. For sure. I'm like emotional about this on a few different levels because I just feel like I'm going to miss... I'm going to miss like hating Dave. Like I'm going to miss like, ha- like the villain during the open. Like he's like the mastermind of all the things that like crush our souls. when we're trying to do these open wads and like the showmanship of the, like, you know, diff 20.1 is, and there's like a five minute pause. Like he's the only one in our ecosystem. That's like that. And I, I like, I like the villainy of it. I like the showmanship. I'm going to miss that I'm going to miss having that as part of like, you know, just the open announcements and what we do and who we are as a community. Like we always just have the people wear like the Dave Castro is a prick shirt. It's like, it's, it's funny. It's like a thing that we have and I'm going to miss that. And then I'm like conflicted emotionally on the opposite side, because like when he shared that picture of him and Greg, you know, like sharing whatever lunch or a drink or something, it, it had me thinking like, I'm just, I'm just disappointed to see that because I will never take away what Greg did to start what we know and love as CrossFit. And I cannot deny that. And I will never say that that wasn't super important to who we are and what we do, but like just given everything that we've learned and the people who've come forward and the allegations and the like, I can't stomach like being friendly with him. I can't. It's like, I put my foot down at like violating human rights. Right. You know what I mean? And I can't, as a woman, I can't get on board with that. I just can't. Yeah, I get it. You know, I didn't put much thought into that photo for whatever it's worth. I still don't. Um, I don't know. Uh, You know, maybe if we need a villain, we can make Justin Berg the villain. He's the new guy. Um, No, he's the best. (laughs) I don't know Justin. You can't make JB the villain. He's the man. Uh, Like JB is just Justin follows me. So I'm already one up. (laughs) For now. For now. For now. For now. That could change. <laughs> I, that could change I will say, um, I have had the pleasure of working with JB for years. Um, and his role within CrossFit has evolved over over the course of the last few years as well. And he's just a gem. He's wonderful. He's professional. He does what's right. Um, and he's always had like a huge role in the games and the broadcast and everything that I've had a chance to work on. And so I'm I'm truly happy to see him at the helm of this, even if it's just for now, I don't know what they're going to be doing. Do they bring someone else then? Do they, whatever? I don't know. But, um, JB is, I'm happy to see him here. I'm sure it's a stressful position to be in, Mm -hmm. but of all people, I'm, I am truly glad that it's him. 
Yeah. I don't know him. I don't know. I've never talked to him. Don't know him at all. I looked him up today. I, th- I thought about doing some memes on him and then I decided I didn't want to get blocked on day one. So I, uh, I held off. I had a really good one though of him with cornrows that I was going to use. <laughs> I just, I couldn't oh. bring myself to post it. I was like, mm, too soon. Just too soon. Too soon. Hilarious thought though, because in my head, I'm like, I don't know if JP's really memeable. He's just like a good dude. That's but that be funny would be because hilarious. just like looking at him, he's just like a basic white dude. And you put him in, in Dave's cornrows. It was really funny. I'll send it to you. You'll love it. Can Lower we just like, can we just say for one second, how like mature and refined you are for not just like <laughs> memeing the shit out of this all day long on a level? Like you could have like those people who sent you memes, like you could have gotten real low. And oh, you I had so many good ones, Becky. Immediately, I, I had know. so many good ones. I know. Well, you sent me one this morning that I thought was actually hilarious. But it was. It was great, and no one will. Ever, no one will ever see it. Um, nope. <laughs> no, look. It, like I think I learned. Um, I learned this with the whole Ricky Garrard yeah. thing. Yeah. Don't kick people when they're down. Like it's just not. You know, these are real people on the on the opposite end, and um, you know. And again, I don't know what happened. Like so. It's not, it's not funny to me to make fun of someone's, you know, plight or, you know, something yeah. bad happening to them. Now it's okay to make fun of people in leadership. So I can make fun of Eric or, <laughs> and I'm not even saying I disagree with what Eric did. Like, I think it's okay to make fun of him for it though. You know, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, they're a, a corporate, yeah, it's a fair game. They're a corporation yeah. and those things can happen, but um, the last thing on this I'll say is I did think it was funny that um, he tweeted, I wonder if they will still use my open wor- workouts. I wonder if they'll <laughs> use them. I, you know, I've seen a bunch of stuff on that, like people asking them to post them so they can, you know, uh, so they'll have to do something different, but you know, I don't know if they will or they won't. Who knows? You know, they did just, they just posted something tonight. It, it's kind of like damage controly. Did you see it on, uh, no. on the CrossFit page? Yeah. It's, you know, basically just, you know, saying we realize there's a lot of raw feelings out there and, you know, we're listening to the community kind of thing. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and you know, I get it. That's what you do when you're getting the boatload of negative comments and you know you're seeing the thousands of comments sending morning chalk up in the crossfit page there's no telling how many dms are coming in you know and um you know i get that you said it you can't please everyone it's it's kind of like this greg thing though like it will blow over it will pass and there were people that will leave and people that will stay and people that will be mad for a long period of time and a lot of people will forget about it tomorrow you know, it's like they just yeah. have to weather the storm and prove that they can run this business without them. Yeah. They made the decision. Now they got to prove it's a good one. You know, yeah. we'll see. We shall see. You know, it's hard to speculate. We don't know what happened on the inside. I mean, I've heard plenty of rumors here and there, but it's hard to like talk about rumors because there's, just, you know, there's exactly what they are. They're just, they're just that. Yeah. So. And it's, it's, you're totally right in that like something else will news tomorrow like we'll all get used to whatever change happens and the ship will continue yeah. to look i will tell you one thing um again i don't know dave personally but i know enough people that do dude's brilliantly smart he's a super hard worker um you know he knows how to lead teams knows how to lead people he is certainly a man of conviction and you know and when he decides to do something he does it real well dude's mm-hmm. gonna be successful whatever he decides to go do I agree. Like, no, I agree. No I also think mind. 
like from, from my work with Dave, I have always been so incredibly impressed at how much he puts the athletes first, how much athletes and fans too. I have never, this is the busiest dude at the CrossFit games. Right. And I have never seen him turn down a selfie with a fan. Right. I have never seen him not acknowledge uh, a request or concern from an athlete. Like he just, he lives and breathes this stuff and it is, it will always be uh, such a show of his character to me, no matter what has happened or what will happen that I will not, I, that's just, it's, it's impressive. It's yeah, impressive yeah. to see someone with such conviction. He autographed one of my Castro Kai t-shirts. No. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you like, look it. at it? I have no idea. Probably. (laughs) I have it down in my gym. I have it down in my gym in the basement. Yeah. One of my friends uh, had bought it and asked him to sign it. He totally signed it. I've got his autograph right down there. I mean, it's just a squiggle, you know, but it still is. It's great. You know, I would say, should we get him on the show? Can you send him a DM? But (laughs) you, you can send him a DM. I'd love to talk to him, get him on the show. Nikki. This is all all on you. It is all on you. Okay. I'll try. I will tell you the one thing I, I've seen a few people do through this that bluntly really pissed me off. I've seen a few people ranting about um, Eric's being out for the last however long and his depression yes. and making yes. depression a topic. And I'm just going to say out loud, anyone making Eric's depression a topic in this is a big piece of shit. And, Agreed. And Times can, a thousand. Can just shut the hell up. And I say that because there are millions of people who suffer depression, myself included, often mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a very common thing and you know i just keep seeing people talk about eric's mental illness i'm like this isn't like you know i'm not going to start comparing mental illnesses but as someone who like i run a pretty big business and manage a lot of people and yeah i have depression from time to time and there are days i can't get out of bed like it mm-hmm. happens it doesn't mean you can't lead a business and and help people and do great things and you know, by all accounts, at least the one time we talked to Eric, I love that dude. I think he's very thoughtful and, and has a great head on his shoulders and super smart. And he's into data. So he's a nerd like me. And he also plays guitar, which I like, and he stole my look. Like he's got a lot of good things going for him. (laughs) Stole my look. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, so it just, it just bugs me that, you know, people are trying to do this. Like, you know, if you want to attack Eric, that's fine. He's the guy in charge attack him. Don't attack this. There are millions of people that suffer for this and, and you're hurting them when you do it. You know? Yeah. The, the fact that Eric came out publicly and was like, Hey, I'm taking a step back from work to focus on my health, physical, mental, it's all health. Like anyone who comes out and is like, well, all of this, you know, like how come a guy who couldn't work for months is all of a sudden coming out and firing Dave Castro? Like, do you know how businesses work? Like, it's not like there wasn't something going on and people weren't telling Dave like, Hey, this isn't cool or, or what, like, you know, who the fuck knows? But like, the reality is like, thank God we have a leader who is willing and able to discuss mental health in a public and open space in a way that is accepted and like just tolerated because it's a part of our lives and not made to feel like some sort of stigma shame on anyone who takes that and runs with it as some sort of way to vilify the situation. That is ridiculous. Well, and people make it act like he was in hiding. Like, first of all, anyone in HR that, you know, people come in and verify this, but, um, 
Anyone that's ever worked in HR will tell you, you don't fire people during the holidays. Thanksgiving to Christmas is the off period to fire people. You don't fire them because they do crazy shit when you fire them during the holidays. And I'm I'm not Um, insinuating Dave would do crazy shit, but, you know, so it, it makes sense that, you know, wherever Eric was, you know, they're not getting rid of anybody during that time period. And now here we are in the first week of January, holidays are over. Guess what's happening in most corporations? People are getting mm-hmm. fired. Like that's the way it works. Can I side story real quick? I did yeah. one time work for an ad agency that we were furloughed for Q4. And then like people were fired like between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah, isn't that fucking nuts? So we were all literally like sitting in our homes, like just waiting for the call. Right. Like, is it me? Is it you? Is it gonna be? It was a nightmare. And I was like almost, I was still kind of new at the time. Like I was like, I'd only been there for like a year or so. Uh yeah, that was a nightmare. So I probably should most people loud, don't do that. We, you know, I I I'll have if any of my employees hear this, which they won't, I hope. <laughs> Don't know they can do anything they want between Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> well, I mean, they can, but they'll get fired in January. <laughs> yeah, you can, but it'll, it'll still happen eventually. I've seen right. people get fired during the week of Christmas, but it has to be really bad. Like yeah, epically, yeah, yeah. epically bad to get fired during that time frame. Really hard. Yeah, no. Fired. At my agency, we just they just ran out of money. They just did a bad job running that place. <laughs> well... End of an era. I heard somebody call it, uh, what do they call it? Uh, B- BC and, and AC or something. But, you know, but Before from, Castro and after Yeah, Castro. from now on, it's going to be, or DC. It was during Castro and after Castro. It's how it's going to be two forever, you know. Right. So we'll, um, we'll see if that holds to be true. But I yeah. wish the guy well. I don't have any animosity. None of this is going to get me unblocked, and he'll never hear this. But uh, I Fact. hope he does well. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely do. I have always enjoyed my time with him and I have a lot of respect for him. So go get him on the show, Nikki. I'll try. He does not respond to my DMs, but I will try. You're the, you're the, you're the famous one here. He knows you. He doesn't know me at all. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. All right. I like to fly under the radar. Well, the great news is we're going to be together in like a week. I can't believe it. Isn't it exciting? I'm waiting for like some shit to go wrong. And for like, for the event to get canceled or for one of us to get sick, like I'm just waiting. Hush your dirty something. mouth. I'm not getting sick. No. Oh, I don't want to get sick. I, I have been so, so cautious. So cautious. Same. Same. We like, we, I mean, obviously we've been cautious because we have a newborn, but we've, you know, the just Omicron is just crapping all over the world right now. And it sucks. And I'm like so excited for Waza and I'm so thrilled to be like back in a happy, wonderful competition setting. And I am on the other hand, I am so fucking panicked. I'm so scared. I'm scared of getting sick. I'm scared of my baby getting sick. Like I'm just well, scared and well, I here's all I can tell you so, about Omicron and, and I'm yeah. not making light of it somebody blew me up the other day because they thought I was making light of COVID I'm like shut up I am not making light of it I've had it it sucks mm-hmm. and in this last round of Omicron I have currently have 85 employees uh the last two weeks of the year 25 of them were out sick damn think about that for a minute like that's a huge population of your workforce, you know, a quarter of my workforce yeah. is, is homesick, but they, it, they all had cold like symptoms. Right. 
So right. it wasn't like when COVID hit the first time, I had a bunch of people out and they had really vicious symptoms. Now this group or, you know, this strain, it was really light for most of them. It still sucks. Don't get me wrong. They were out right, sick right. and I don't want to get that either. But I, you know, I don't worry about it from the fact that I'm, you know, not going to be able to breathe because they all seem to right know, come, came through it pretty well. So I'm not worried about me. I'm vaxxed and boosted. And if I, if it comes on with minor symptoms is what it is, I'm worried about the baby, mm, but I'm worried about the baby all the time. Like I'm, yeah, right. I mean, he's coming to Miami with me. So I'm worried about obviously like travel and bringing him into crowds and whatever, but I'm also like worried about like going to the gym and bringing him while I'm working out too. Like I would just worry about him all the time. So I'm, I'm halfway between, like, I just keep bouncing back and forth and and I'm sure other new moms listening to this can relate. Like on the one hand, I'm just so sick of this and I'm like, fuck it. Like the holidays are over. Like, let's just like go out and be in the world again. And like, I'm sick of being cautious and not going to restaurants and like not being able to like hand my baby to friends. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh, I'm still so scared. Everything is so scary. I don't know what to do. The, so. the thing you need to worry about for that baby in Florida is putting sunblock 10,000 on that little ginger body of his. I know. And like, <laughs> like babies under six months can't wear sunscreen. Did you know that? I did. I know. I did not know that. Or I yeah, don't remember so- it. Well, right. It's been a minute, yeah. but that's what they say. At least I mean, I'm going to ask my pediatrician for his be- best recommendation, but I was like looking on Amazon for like baby, like rash guards, <laughs> like SPF clothing, right. can, like my poor sweating baby at Wadapalooza. <laughs> no, well, you get them on those big bucket hats. That's what you do with babies. They're always wearing those huge bucket hats. Yeah. And so you get in one of those and you get a stroller. It's got the big curtain over the, the cover, top. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm already like, wow, how much is it going to cost us to check all of our shit? When you check the fucking stroller, you check the pack and play and the car seat and like, oh my God, we're coming yeah. down for five days with like the entire nursery. Well, I've done that trip. It's uh, It's been a minute, but I've done it. And yeah, it's not cheap and it's tough, man. You get good at like moving strollers around. And I used to be able to whip one of those things open with one arm and uh-huh. Maybe tucked under the other and a backpack on. Yeah. Like I couldn't do it now, but I could do it then. It was great. I'm very excited. I'm I'm glad to be trying. Like I'm scared to travel with him. I'm scared he's gonna cry. I'm scared he's gonna hate flying. I'm scared of all those things, but like I have to try. I have to be like the fake it till I make it, mom. We're like, right. we're yeah, we're just like the traveling family. And then all of a sudden I'll be doing it. I'll be <laughs> like, okay, this isn't that bad. You know? You, you'll be fine. You'll yeah. be fine. Well, let's um let's talk about who's competing. So nobody gives a shit about you and me walking around with your baby. They care about who's competing. And we got some good names at this one. There are some excellent names competing at Wadapalooza. Um, And I will say that what's fun to me, what's fun about Wadapalooza is like the, the sheer mass of divisions that they have. Right. So there's like all sorts of community divisions. There's all sorts of adaptive divisions. And then this year there's this really fun, like elite teams of three division, which like is not like, no one's trying to like get to games. Like this isn't like a sanctional the way that it once was. So there's not, there's not that like mirror of games in the setup and the function. 
So like at games, we have teams right. of four and here we don't need teams of four. Like they're just some, doing something different, doing something fun. Um, so there's, you know, elite individual athletes that obviously we want to talk about who we think is going to win, but just a note that there are some really, really fun elite teams of three. Like I think aren't the Panchik brothers. No, together? they all went, all three are doing individual. Can you believe that? No, wait, wait a second. Yes. And I saw that Wadapalooza confirmed that Scott was competing I thought that he was competing on a team. Is he not? Nope. They're going for family bragging rights and going into all three of them. Stop it. Yeah. Isn't that great? That's what I love about those guys. They don't care. Like they just want family bragging rights. They don't want the family trophy. They want an individual trophy to make fun of the other two. It's great. Insane. What are they feeding those kids? I know it'll be, it'll be fun to see how Scott's rehab has been going. I mean, he's been working hard on it. So I'll be interested to see, uh, what he looks like up against some of the big oh, dogs. Dolan will be there. Griffin, uh, Raleigh. What, what were we calling him for? Justin Royal. Justin Royal. <laughs> Justin Royal. <laughs> Justin Royal will be there. Yeah. We haven't seen Griffin compete in a really, in a really long time. So that'll be awesome. Um, who else? Our friend Tim Paulson will be there. It means the Paulsons will be there. So I hope. Oh, oh like I haven't been chatting with all the Paulsons okay, on good. DM about how we're all going to have our babies there. That is very important to me. Yeah, <laughs> that has been mama Paulson, Papa Paulson, wifey Paulson. Well, we've been in touch. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else do we have. The Smith brothers are going to be a team of three. So that's cool. So fun. See, that's what I mean. Um, for me, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, hitting the competition floor after, you know, the couple of seasons she's had after that excellent showing in Dubai. Like, I think I'm most excited to watch her compete live uh, for the first time in a while. And I don't know. I think that she's got podium potential. I really do. I think she'll be fun to watch. Our girl, Danny Spiegel will be there. Also huge podium potential. Um, And I think if we're going to round out like who a top three could be, I might throw Danielle Brandon up there. She'll yeah. be competing. Da- too. Danielle's going to be there. She's a great competitor, Bethany Shadburn. So yeah, you've got a lot of, of the top athletes at this one. Uh, Gee yeah. will be there. That's exciting. Please yeah, tell me there's so- some sort of heavy snatch event. I know. I truly hope that we get to like watch him show off his, his skill in that respect. And this will be the first time I think, I don't think he was in Dubai. I think this will be the first time watching him compete since he really joined team mayhem or camp mayhem. Hey, here's an idea. Pat Vellner will be there. So what you need to do is take baby Hunter over to Pat and just rub him in Pat's face because you know, he'll be caked in sunblock and you'll be all Perfect. set. Yeah. Be great. Perfect. I wonder if his wifey and baby are coming too. Maybe we can have like a baby party. <laughs> where everyone wears masks and gloves. His baby is adorable. <laughs> I would love for them to be there. His baby is really cute. So really cute. cute. Oh man, is he so cute. cute. Yeah, that would be um, fun. Pat, uh, is Pat the defending champ? I know that he's won Waza twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, so the last time they had it, he won it, yeah. Yep, yep. So this, this would be his third consecutive win um, yep. if he can pull that off. So that would be, you know, reigning and defending champion. That would be fun to watch. I don't know, though. I think he's got some people who try to try to hunt him down. Yeah, you know? this, I mean, this is a stacked field. 
from end to end, just, you know, kind of eyeballing some of the names, looking to see if there's anyone we miss. Emma Carey will be there. I'm excited about that. Uh, Ariel Lowen, Team Mayhem, Mayfem, mm-hmm. sorry, Team of Three. Oh, Mayfem, right, Mayfem. right, because Haley Adams is going to be on a Team of Three. So it's, um, it's uh, Andrea Nissler and Taylor Williamson and Haley Adams. And that's what I mean. Like, that's why Waza is so fun to me is because, like, you know, Haley's never going to be on the Mayhem team when you go to games and right. the other two girls are never going to have a chance to be competing with Haley alongside Haley. So like, this is wicked fun. Oh, and they all train together them. as it is. So that makes it even yeah. cooler for me. But, totally. Totally. Yeah, let's see if I'm missing anybody here. I got my old man glasses down on my nose now trying to look at the, <laughs> the list. <laughs> Did you say Jason Hopper? Jason Hopper's going to be there. Yep. And Hopper's I think here. personally, I think he's got something to prove this year. You think? I do. Yeah, I do. Because he was kind of like the new guy last year and he made this epic showing at the Mac and then kind of was just like, great, but wasn't really in contention for like a podium right. spot. So I think that he's like, I think that he's got something to, to prove this year, a little chip on his shoulder to be like, no, no, no. Like I am, I am a winner. I am a podium athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll be interested to see. And this is no disrespect to him because he's a hell of an athlete. Um, my opinion on him last year was the max suited him short event, a lot of high output type workouts for his body type that worked really well. You know, you don't have to do, you know, some of the other stuff that you would do at the games, but then you get in a longer format of the games. It didn't shock me that, Mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't in contention and he did great. You know, I'll be interested to see if that's the same this year. Like, does he do really well in like kind of a short three-day event like Wadapalooza? Totally. Um, Or, you know, does he you know, have a better showing at the games, you know, assuming he makes it back. It'll just be interesting to see his career continue to grow. You know, I I can't really handicap these things. I mean, the first time we met uh, Justin, I was like, Oh, he's a nice kid. He'll probably do. Okay. (laughs) And then, you know, he goes out and he wins the games first year out. I'm like, yeah, I know, know what the hell I'm talking about. You know, I don't know anything about CrossFit. (laughs) Um. You know what else is fun is the the mayhem team on the men's side, which is Rich Froning and Luke Parker and Angelo DeChico, yeah. who we haven't seen really in a competitive setting much. I mean, he was he uh, he was in the semifinals last year, but it was kind of like a shock to him to even be there. Uh, he was injured and he was working. He's a firefighter and he like was barely going to even do the qualifier. It was kind of like an accident and like. Right. And he was just there. So, um, and for, for those of you who are new here, he was an insane teen athlete at games when the teen divisions first, uh, went into play. So it will be very fun. I don't know. I know of him. I don't know him personally. We'll have to have him on the show. We've had the other two. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it's interesting for me to see Luke Parker out there with, uh, Froning, you know, mostly cause Megan hates him because yeah, right, he, he was on the bachelorette and, uh, you know, huge props to that guy. Like, you know, he was a on reality TV decides he wants to do CrossFit for a living, moves to Cookville to train with mayhem. And he's been down there for a couple of years now, just train yep. his butt off, getting fit as hell, you know, yep. like, you know, I, I just love seeing people follow their dreams, you know, mostly yep. cause I didn't, and I'm stuck in a dead end job, but you know, I figure someone <laughs> has to do it. Someone. Totally. Totally. 
the best. Uh, yeah, with a ton, a ton of awesome athletes. More, more people, I'm sure, will be announced shortly as well. But if you guys have the opportunity to go and you're not super scared of Verona, I say go because we'll be, we'll be podcasting from there. Yeah, I have a podcast tent. I'm where I'm at both shows there. I'm gonna be doubly busy, but um, yeah, it should be fun. We'll be at the podcast tent at some point. We got to book that, but um, that'll be fun. And then the other thing we got to talk about because uh, Waza does an amazing adaptive competition, mm-hmm. and I'm still working on my um, adapt to the competition um, campaign, raising money for those yes. divisions. I'm about a quarter away through the dollar goal, which is really cool. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, you know, O2 donated 20 bucks to any adaptive athlete that signs up for the open, any athlete at all, which is fantastic. And um, we're also auctioning off, uh, I've been posting it in my story, auctioning off two sets of VIP tickets, which have a face value of 600 bucks each, which is really cool. And so that money's going to be donated. And, uh, Lots of fun stuff. So I'm excited to see those athletes in person and hopefully raise some more visibility and get more people in the open. I love this initiative. I just think it is so wonderful to help raise awareness, build this community, bring us all closer, get everyone on, on into the open, which everyone yeah. should be doing anyway, just, you know, as like a fun kind of a test. Yeah, this is, I'm still so, just so proud of you. Proud bestie moment. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. And yeah. last thing, Innovate's going to be there, so everybody wants to <gasps> try on the shoes. Quit sending me DMs and just go try on the shoes for once. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Swear to yeah. God, are they going to oh. bring like they're going to be selling shoes there? Yeah, they'll be in the wit tent. They'll be there. Oh God, I'm going to have to leave space in Matt's suitcase. I've never, I've never met. I'll introduce you. I've never actually been with these people in person. No, they're in England. They're all in the UK. So I just do, you know, uh, Zoom calls with them and listen to their pretty accents and say dumb things. And they just, they all that stupid American, you know, (laughs) roll roll their eyes at my jokes. It's great. Did I ever tell you that a million years ago, this feels like a lifetime ago, I actually got very far into the interview process for like a marketing role with Innovate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They had an outfit. I don't know. Don't know if they still do, but they had an office uh, in Massachusetts, kind mm-hmm. of like near-ish to where I right. live. And it was right when I first quit news, and I was trying to find like a marketing role with a company that I was excited about. And I was like, I did like seven interviews at Reebok. They kept calling me back and not hiring me, and I was like, this is just not fair anymore. Um, and I actually got very far into the process with them too, but that didn't end up working out. But yeah, that was a million years ago. Well, they've been so good to me. And uh, I told you I broke my toe a few weeks ago, right? And so I've been lumping around uh, on this left foot. And the 300 fit me perfectly with the broken toe. So they've been invaluable for me, man. Totally invaluable. Matt loves the 300s. I bought them for him pre your code, by the way. Right. Before you had a code, paid full price for those. There you go. Um, But he loves them. He's obsessed. Well, we'll we'll introduce you and see if we can get you a special code or something. How about that? Yes, please. I would like ten percent <laughs> from my purchase back, please. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'm excited to see you and the get to see the baby in person for once. That's gonna be super I fun. Wait. I can't wait. I send you like all the pictures all the time. I know he's been. I gotta he's send been you smiling a lot. 
He's so happy. He's like the easiest baby. I truly cannot complain. He's happy. He's easy. Still working on that whole night sleep thing. But for the most part, like I, I truly cannot complain. Every time you post a picture, he's just grinning his ass off. I'm like, what are they feeding mm-hmm. this kid? He's just happy as a little clam. It's the best. I know. I finally got his um, Christmas present, which is like one of those cute little chairs that little right. kids sit in um, with his name on it. It came like yesterday. I know it's after Christmas. He didn't seem to care though. Um, but I'll have to, I'll send you some pictures. I'll post a couple of pictures of him sitting in it. Cause it like my heart just explodes. It's the cutest thing. In the this, world. Is what I, this is what I love about new parents. Get him a chair with his name on it for a baby who can't read. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right. uh-huh. For it's Christmas. Would, yeah. He has no yeah. concept of time. Yeah. No concept of time. He can't read and he's the only baby in the house. So let's make sure we put his name on it. So no other baby in this house confuses it for their own. It's the best. Well, Matt was like, you should have <laughs> just put Brazier on it so that the next kid can use it. And I was mm-hmm. like, the next kid can have his own damn chair. Let's <laughs> say the second kid, you won't care anymore. The second kid, you'd be like, that kid can sit on the floor. I'm not spending money on that chair. That's what happens with the second baby. Because you run out of money. During the first baby, that's why. Well, maybe, look, the first baby, you want to give them everything. And then you start figuring out that it's more about you than them. And so for the second baby, you do go, this baby can't read. They're not getting a chair. They don't know this isn't for them. Like, and you start spending the money on your own stuff again. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm still very much in the like, do you think he needs like a 70th outfit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I fully expect to see this baby wearing tiny little nobles and oh, it'd be great. I would buy them. I would totally buy them. Well, message them. They should make them. <laughs> Can you guys make me custom nobles for my baby whose feet will outgrow them in T minus four minutes? Thanks. Hey. You know, they've already got a template for it. I mean, all their shoes are exactly the same. All I got to do is shrink it. How hard could it be? <laughs> oh, I set you up for that How for sure. How hard could uh, it well, be? Well, I can't wait to see you. Oh, me too. It's going to be super fun. And Matt. Yeah. Watch Matt carry oh, yeah, that Matt. baby around while you work. It's going to be the best. And I'll help I know, tell Matt anyone... I'll pitch in. Oh, I definitely will tell him because he could use the help. And uh, if you guys, if anyone sees Matt wandering around Wadapalooza carrying my baby, just know he's been like <laughs> single parenting probably all day because our work schedules and we work the broadcast are really intense. So just give him like a air high five because he deserves it. Uh, the only other thing I will ask for people, if you see me wandering around, I'm still on this RP diet. Do not offer me booze or I will likely take it. No. And uh, don't offer me junk food at all. I'm going to be miserable for a few days. I'm pretty confident. Um, Matt and I have also been on RP since Monday. <sighs> I don't know how I'm going to survive the weekend. I'm already planning it out. Already planning it. It's going to be fun. That's how you survive. You plan it. Yeah. That's literally how. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll you talk work about in whatever. Under- I mean, you shouldn't, but you can. Like, I'm going to work in a mimosa and I'm not mad about it. I think you you can work that. That's uh, that's your 35 grams of carbs. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. I wonder if I could work it into a protein shake somehow. Ew. <laughs> I, I tell you what you could do. If, I don't I don't even really like them, but I'd be tempted is to make a Bloody Mary because then you could put bacon in it and that'd be your fat and your protein. Uh-huh. And uh, I'd be great. Yeah. And you'd have your fruit, you have your carbs because it's tomato juice. And I'm figuring this out quick. No, I don't like tomatoes. What? I don't (gasps) like tomatoes. Oh. No, tomatoes are gross. They look like they're still in the larva stage. They're weird. I love tomatoes. Oh, they're gross. People shouldn't eat tomatoes. (laughs) 
Anyway, I learned something new about you tonight. I just pissed off the entire tomato community. I know. Get ready for the hate mail. Hate Cue mail. the hate mail. All right. Well, this has been fun. We'll see each other next week. Uh, and uh, I'm glad we got to do this. Sorry for the circumstances, but I'm glad we got to do it. So. Agreed. All right. Well, for everyone listening, come find us in Wadapalooza if you're going to be in Miami because we will be there. And uh, if you run into my other co-host, make sure you tell him I am far more popular than him. I need to reinforce that. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight and we will chat with you guys soon.